Welcome into McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here, episode 101 here on this Thursday, August the 31st. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you uh, being here, Tyler. How are you? You already know, because you know what today is, Neil? Um, I think I know, but I'm going to let you tell the people. It is a mega rain Thursday. Rolling hard today with the uh, Red Dragon Inferno. This gets me 100% ready to go right for tonight. All right. And uh, we got balls flying tonight. <laughs> That's not ever going to make a gift, ever. <laughs> I just set myself up. <laughs> you <Woo>! did. I... <laughs> that one won't come back to bite me. <laughs> did it again. Um, first of all, a note. I know for the people that are listening on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, I know there's a sound in the system. I am trying to figure out what it is. I've tried so many things. We're eventually going to figure it out. It is something deep in the system that I can't find. I'm looking for it. I've got people helping me look for it so far. I've got a couple of experts that have helped me look for it, and we just simply haven't been able to find it. I know it's there. It's I, our pet bird. I know it is annoying. and uh, it, It'll be all right. That's just our pet bird. While I apologize, it is uh, something that I'm working on, and uh, it's way out of my uh, way out of my expertise, and so I'm going to make a call as uh, as soon as, as this is over and try one more person and see if we can't kind of figure something out. Someone said reset something or another. and, I, and uh, it, Unplug it and plug it back in. Well, and it might actually end up being that simple. Just turn it off, reset it, turn it back on, see what happens. But <clears throat> I was a little afraid to do that before we got rolling today because this is a pretty heavy podcast day and I had a lot going on. So anyway, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Dude, I'm fired up, man. We got we have footballs flying in the air tonight. Um, and then we got my man, Kane Womack, going to join us here in just a few minutes. Um, and uh, very kind to give his time. I guess the hay is in the barn. They're probably done practicing. I think they practice in the mornings. Yeah, they're a morning team. So the hay is in the barn, and it's you know they'll get on a bus tomorrow, head to New Orleans. So look forward to talking to him about that. Is uh, it hard for a coach to just let the hay be in the barn? No, Thursday, <laughs> dude. Wednesday, Thursday, uh, you're ready. I mean, yeah. it's, it's time to go. I mean, a little bit different high school. When I was a high school coach, I stayed anxious the whole time because I didn't know what you know. Kids don't really focus on just football. You know, you don't know where their heads at. And but college, I mean, when Thursday comes, I'm ready to go home. I mean, it's uh, that is one cool thing about being a morning practice team. Um, and I think Kane, I've talked to Kane about this before. They do meetings and things like that with his coordinators and stuff on Thursday. But uh, when I was at South, we had to, we did not have an indoor, so we had to practice at six a.m. because of weather issues. You know, because it rained every afternoon in Mobile. Um, but dude, when practice was over with on Thursday morning at nine o'clock, because we practice at six a.m., you're out. You're, we'll see you guys on the plane. I mean, you're. You're gone, so you get almost a whole day off. Yeah. Now, the week leading up to that sucked. And then uh, most everybody leaves after practice on Thursdays. That's kind of the mode. Uh, and as much as everybody thinks he's a grinder, which he is, uh, Nick actually let us go home after practice on Wednesday and Thursday. So he gave us two days after practice that we could go home. Now, you were wore out. You know, I was a vegetable when I came home Wednesday night. But um, 
he let us go home two days after practice. As opposed to going back into meetings and things of yeah, that Yeah, usually nature. everywhere else I've been, you stay Wednesday's another late night. And oh, okay. uh, Thursday's the only day you get to go home early. Gotcha. So, yeah. So I get to go see my kids usually play on Thursday back in those days. All right, before we get Kane in here, uh, I wanted to uh, – I want to talk about this. I saw this, um, and then I think it's going to lead into some discussion with Kane as well. So Amazon Prime on Thursday night NFL games that they cover. They have the normal channel that they've been doing with Herb Street and all those guys. They're going to have an additional channel on Amazon Prime just for Thursday night football. And this channel is going to show some advanced AI analytics that's going <laughs> – it's going to change games. It's going to change press conferences, which is the one I'm, I can't wait for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've done a bunch of AI stuff, and they're going to put graphics. So the first thing they're going to do, because if they're doing it on Amazon, it's just a matter of time until every network gets it, and it's doing college football as well. So the first thing that's kind of interesting they're going to do is on third down. So normally you have the line, the yellow line that signifies a first down, yep, right? Yep. They're going to put an additional line on just on third down, that's going to show what the books say to do. It's going to say how far they need to get to be able to go for it by the book on fourth down. So we're going to have a glimpse into the book that coaches talk about all the time, that I went for it because the book said this was what you do. Yeah, the the book answer, I've been saying this for years, and I know Kane, we're going to talk analytics with Kane because yeah. I know he likes it. For me, the book has been the greatest answer for coaches in the last three or four years because, hey, coach, why did you go for it on fourth down? Because hey, the book said to go for it. Is there no an, no is one there, in that whole room has an idea. Is there an actual book? It's like a sheet of analytics okay. based on okay. everything. Not um, like a Grisham It changes, too. Now. It doesn't stay the same. So this week it's different than next week, right? Gotcha. Okay. So you can always say, well, the book said to do this. Well, that just gets you out of everything because you're like, oh, he's – now, instead of questioning your play calling, they're like, man, this guy's outside the box. He is he is next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hey, all forgiven. The book <laughs> said so. Um, but the I, I will have analytics talks with Kane because I do have some questions for him because I am not by the book guy. He is. You're gut guy. I'm not gut guy. I'm common sense guy. Yeah, sure. All right. If my defense can't stop a nosebleed, I'm not freaking going for it every time. I think it's a flow of the game. I think the book doesn't know things like that. And I think I don't need to be talked into going for it either. That's the other thing. You don't have to talk. I'm going to go by the book anyway because I'm probably going to go for it more than I wouldn't anyway. I think yeah. punting is for quitters. All right? So you don't have to talk me into going for it. You're about punting the way I am about bunting in baseball. I'm totally against it. Just hate it. Yeah. Hate it, hate a, it, hate it. I think punting's for quitters. Um, but, yeah, I, I – now – what Coach Saban did, which I thought was very – and this is kind of where I started learning things like this because I'd never heard a coach do this. And if I've said this on the show, I forget, I, I, uh, forgive me because I can't remember. The last thing we did when we came in after pregame, before we left to go to the box, or go, we had a coach's meeting. And he would ask the special teams uh, quality control guy, what was the yard line? And so what he's talking about is the special teams guy would go with the, where the kicker would kick. And he said, basically, in, at this end zone, because the wind direction – What's the furthest one he made consistently? And so he would say, okay, I'm, we're 34 on this this side. We may be, you know, 36 on this side, 36-yard line. Gotcha. So Nick would add 10 yards to that number. So if it was, say it was a 34 at this side, 
44 in, he doesn't even have to tell the coach to go for it. They're going for it. You're going, unless it's something stupid, but you but, know on third down, you got two calls. But 45 46, you're punting. Yeah, if you start getting field position. Now, he had the right to, you sure, know, of depend course. on what happens. Um, but that's kind of, that's basically what analytics is anyway, but we'll talk about it with Kane. Uh, and then here's the other one that's going to get coaches all fired up in the NFL. So now on that fourth down call, AI is going to come up and it's going to show the play that the coach should run in order to be successful. It's going to diagram the play before it, when they line up. Oh. So now they're not, they're going to run a different play than what's on that <laughs> diagram and they're going to get stuffed. And then there's, you know, somebody's going to say, you know, AI show that you should have run whatever. Dude, there's going to be, look, I can see it right now. Ron Rivera is <laughs> going to be in his first, his first press conference. Okay. The head coach of the Washington uh, Commanders. He's going to be in his first press conference. They're going to, it's going to pop up. It's going to say he should run some kind of uh, snack seven concept, uh, smash concept for some of you guys. And he's going to come out and he's going to run some kind of screen or something. It's going to get stuffed. And he's going to be in his first press conference. <laughs> and while he's sitting there, this guy's going to have to lower his mask. And after he lowers his mask, he's going to say, Hey, can I ask you, <laughs> I, why did you not run this, the snack seven concept instead of the screen concept? And he's, Ron Vera's going to look at him like, What are you talking about? I mean, this is going to be a disaster for press conferences. Um, and then on defense, and this is another – I want to ask Kane about this because I'm, I'm still confused how AI is going to do this. On defense, they're going to highlight who's blitzing and what the coverage, where they're lined up, what they should be doing on defense. What they should be doing or what they are doing? I think what they use is kind of like body position, lean, body lean, okay. and things like that. They're going to highlight in red, like highlight the guy in red if he's blitzing. Um, but surely the goodness they're using shell and coverage. The NFL is a lot easier though, because there's so much more man coverage in the NFL um, as compared to college. Colleges, I mean, colleges is man coverage too, but NFL runs. It's almost all cat coverage in the NFL. So I'll be I'll be highly interested to see the first time they mess one of those up. Like it's gonna be, it can't be 100 percent right. So I'm interested to see how that works. But as my man Clay Carter says in office today, he goes. Dude, they just didn't come up with this idea, and they're going to roll it out there. They've been testing this, so it must be pretty good. Yeah, I would think so. I think they they're not they don't want to be embarrassed of it. They're probably going to be proud of it. They're going to run it out there. If if it works, it will change the way people watch the game. It will change the way people learn about the game, which is kind of the good thing. And all coaches will be dumbasses. Well, you're already in a deal where you know this this is it's not fair whatever but life's not fair when you win you're everything's good and when you lose yeah. everything's bad i mean we isn't it funny how like uh i like when somebody asked me a question on your deal this week about um gimmick plays and trick plays and i was like yeah i mean every every team has them i guarantee you whether he runs them or not kane's probably got four or five that he's dialed up for this weekend may not run them very specific situations, all that stuff. But people only remember the ones that don't work. Nobody remembers the ones that work. You know what I mean? Well, they certainly remember the ones that don't work. That's the ones yes. they don't remember. Yes. <laughs> That's the, and it's like, it's kind of like recruiting, right? People only remember in recruiting, like as coaches, you only remember the, the ones, ones you, don't you, get. you don't get. Yeah. You don't remember you. You don't even claim the ones that you that you took, and you could have won a big battle on them, and they turned out to be a crappy player. You know, I, I don't remember. I don't, that's, that's like a figment of your imagination. But you remember some kid that you were supposed to get that you didn't get. Or my favorite, my favorite of all time, was when I was at Ole Miss, 
and there'd be a kid from Mississippi that would go to uh, Memphis and try to be a great player. And the fans would just wear my ass out about not getting the guy. And, I'm, and I want to say, like, why is it my fault? Why? What? What? Did he have any other opportunities at the other 13 SEC schools? It's just we're the ones that messed it up. Not not the other 13, just us. He's, you know what I mean? He's an in-state kid. In-state kid. Nah, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, do you think it's going to be a problem in the press conferences? Do you think that's going to no, create problems? No, not really. I mean, there will be – there will be – look, here's the thing. When you ask a question like that, you are – the, you all you are away from being humiliated is the coach saying, you know, tell me about that. What'd you, what'd you call it? Seven something? Snack seven. Snack seven flat. All, <laughs> if I were a coach, I would say, you know what, Joe, here, the floor is yours. Come walk me through the snag seven concept. And the reporter would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I, I've said this many times. Any good reporter, and most of like the NFL reporters are good. Any good reporter... He, he or she has learned as much of the game as he or she can. But they're also aware that you don't know the game. You and I sitting in a press box watching the exact same contest. We're not watching the same thing. What do you – What do you? all right, I know we have discussed this, and I like the way you start when you watch a game. The first thing you look at is the line of scrimmage. First five plays for both teams, I watch nothing but the line of scrimmage. If I, if I remember to bring my binoculars, which is three-quarters of the time. Bush nails – perfectly clear yes. from 100 yards away i will i will just focus on tackle to tackle okay and just watch the f- and then i can watch the replay on the tv above me do you watch the ball when you're watching a game after that yeah i end up watching the ball because i'm a normal person i don't watch the same game as you i watch the game that 99.9 percent of people watch which is i watch the ball and the person who has the ball would it surprise you if I told you I never watched the ball? No, because you watch a completely different sport. It's like I did the deal with – I do a deal on MPW Digital with Pete DeWeese. Yeah. And we had – that was a season in November of that year. I went to see my girls, and we went to the um, Mississippi State at Arkansas game. Okay. And because I could remember doing a show with Pete when we were previewing the Arkansas at Ole Miss game earlier in the year, and he was showing some of Arkansas's offensive concepts that at the time Kendall Bryles ran. Is that our guy? Our guy. See if he's got his got his pregame shave going. Oh, there he is. There is the man, there the myth. What's going on? The legend. So, so I'll finish. I'll finish the story. Kane Womack, South Alabama coach, is with us. I'll finish the story for you real quick. So I was. We were. He had explained some play that Arkansas ran with a hot route, hot route, hot route on whatever on inside the goal inside the red zone. Yeah. And on the play, uh, it was it was basically a deal where they had if they they made motion and if you made the motion you knew you had a man on man coverage. Yeah. And they would run a little skinny post with Traylon Burks. Yeah. And so I was sitting next to my son. And sure enough, they send the guy in motion. And Mississippi State did whatever it is that you do where you, oh, God, we just exposed that we're in man. And I went, hey, watch this, Carson. He's going to run a little post right here. It's touchdown. 
And it happened, and Carson was like, wow, how'd you know that? And, and I was like, uh, man, I'm just really smart. I understand football. But the truth was I only knew because Pete had shown me that one thing. But the point, Kane, in case you're wondering, is I, we were talking about how when if the three of us sat in a press box and watched the exact same football game on a field, the two of you would watch a completely different game than the game that I would watch. And as a reporter, I'm, I'm aware enough to admit that. That's why I don't ever do the whole – this is the play that cost whoever the game because I'm an idiot. I, I wouldn't, that would be so stupid. And a coach could point that out in the same way that if I said, Hey, we just watched this three hour game. You've got 30 minutes to put together in writing what happened. I'm going to be better at that than both of y'all. So the no, way it is, it's not even up for discussion. I, I would not be able to write anything. So, all right, Kane. So I don't know if you are, I sent the link to you. I don't know if you, uh, I know you're like, you have like a real job that you're trying to get ready to play a game here in about 48 hours. Um, so I don't, um, but glad to be able. yeah, there you go. Hey, so I know you're, uh, cause I, we were talking about analytics and being a book guy. You're a big by the book guy, analytics guy. I'm not necessarily a big analytics by the book guy. So I want, I will just ask you about that. Cause I know you and, and both Willie Fritz both, right? So we're going to see a game of nothing but analytics yeah. on uh, Saturday night, explain a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about your analytics. No, I mean, we are, we're, we're big in the analytics. Him and I are both in the club and, and certainly uh, someone with a mustache like yours, we wouldn't let in the club anyway. So, Hey, uh, <laughs> Hey, you're, you look like I'm you looking want at to you. do a background check on that, on that mustache. Hey, I didn't want, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but I just recently purchased a van with no windows. Yeah. <laughs> It's very fitting. The local so YMCA has thrown him out. They're like, no, nope, yeah. <laughs> this is scary. I went to I went to I went to go see Knox play baseball the other day, and I left with handcuffs. So, anyway, yeah, yeah the mustache came with the van. I'm not even going to address the little patch on the bottom there, like you're in a Nickelback band or something. Are you like shitting that. me right now? We're going to uh, do this. Hey, it looks like you need to get at your rate. Or what are you? <laughs> I'm not going to start. I got to be nice, to my guy, because I'm. I may or not be, be, be. I may. Hey, we have not had make it rain Thursday yet. I do have a money line pick that I'm going to be making here shortly and make it rain Thursday. So I'm just saying, be nice to your boy. Okay, well, that's good to know. Hang um, on. Just, well, just for that. All right. So yeah. So the analytics stuff. Um, here's. Oh God. Really. I know this is. First, he tries to get you killed by a jaguar. By the way, we've done lots of research. You, it would, it would be risky. You and the yeah, yeah, y'all. You texted. I think one of you texted the other day. It was like he can move like thirty-five yards a second. So <laughs> I don't feel nearly as good about it as I did the other day. I saw where Melissa said this is great, and I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Melissa said <laughs> it was, you know, it's not good. Uh, Melissa said um, it was great, and I didn't have because it was Twitter. I didn't want to put anything. I was, people wouldn't know that we know each other. I, I came really close to to saying when she said this is great, I was like, Have you taken out a life insurance policy <laughs> yeah. recently? So, all right, so let's get back to analytics as we get off the rail too quick. Well, I was just going to mention, though, that helmet that you're wearing, I bet it doesn't have the home of Mardi Gras on the back of it. Oh, I know. That was, that was some shade that South Alabama's throwing. I, that, those are fighting words between New Orleans and Mobile. Now, I, I, okay, I absolutely love New Orleans. I, I do. I love New Orleans. I love Mardi Gras. I love it all, right? Yeah. I just happen to like putting facts about Mobile on, on our <laughs> – our equipment, you know. Yeah. Hey, do you know they have the? <laughs> Give me the fun fact of the week. Hey, <laughs> also fun fact. We talked about this. I know me and Neil did when we did the show live down there. The 
you have the best entrance to a home game of all time. They the players instead of doing like you know a walk in front of the fans, they ride Mardi Gras floats through the fans. That's what they do at South yeah. Alabama. I think that's awesome. We ride we ride floats. We throw beads and moon pies. Uh, uh, ramen noodles. Oh, everybody loves ramen noodles. You know they all want you see so throw those out there too. That's a that's a big hit. That's a big hit. All right, so back to, back to analytics. Why before you get off on my my porn stash, so talk about talk about the uh, talk about talk about uh, you and as far as your your belief in the book. Yeah, okay, I, I understand everybody feels differently about it, um, and and there's opinions both ways. But the truth is, all right, the numbers, years of data, right? It's a 10 year rolling data that we use. Okay. Mm -hmm. With, with championship analytics. All right. So the data is always going to be more accurate than a head coach's gut feeling. Okay. That's just, that's just the truth. Okay. Now, are there moments where the head coach knows better than the numbers about his team? Yeah. That's how they're playing in that moment. 100%. Right. But if, if you go, the problem is if you go too far off, like let's just say analytics going forward on fourth down, right? The, 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 the analytics will tell you and the numbers are reflective of not how many times you get the, a fourth down, but how many times you attempt the fourth down. Does that make sense? Yep. So like it's not about like how many times you get it. It's saying that attempting it gives you the best chance to win the football game. Of course, you've got to get it some. Right. But the attempt itself is doing that. And so what I tell the players is like, look, like when we go for it on fourth down, backed up, you know, what I mean, fourth and two on our minus 38 yard line. Right. I'm I am banking on the numbers, but I'm really betting on you. Right. I'm betting on the players. I'm expecting them to go execute and do their job. I'm expecting them to be comfortable operating in an uncomfortable situation. So we work the hell out of those things. You know, what I mean, all off season. And then occasionally, right, when we don't get a stop, I'm a defensive coordinator background, right? Like, yeah. I expect the defense to go out there and stop their ass, you know? Like, there has to come a point, you know? And we're, we're obviously, you know, we're a great red zone defense. You know, we were number one in the country on red zone defense at Indiana. Last year, we were top 15 in the country, I think, in red zone defense here. I mean, so we feel like we have a model that supports – utilizing the analytics but at the end of the day i think it's important to understand like we're betting on the players we believe in them um to to, to go execute and do their job in those moments see i think i would need the book i'm being de dead serious i'm aggressive by nature i would have to need i would need the book to tell me hey you need to, to dial you back you need to punt right here now he called I, now if it was fourth and two from the minus 38 you probably wouldn't have to tell me but i was going to ask you seriously oh, i got something real quick on go this because this is interesting to me i just thought of it which doesn't mean anything. So the the running clock, where you might end up having fewer plays, fewer possessions, just because of the clock running than you are used to. Right. Does that has that been factored into the equation with the book yet, or do you know? So well, so here's the thing: they use ten years of data, right, from the the previous ten seasons. We don't really have any points on that yet. You know, now what they will say is expected number of plays based off of your history and that team's history are those things going to change a little bit yeah I mean they are and so we're all going to have to kind of adjust but talking to them I don't know if we've we've really like gotten into uh 
that much. I mean, they may have gotten to a point where they're like, hey, we're factoring in a couple less plays a game just as a guess, you know. But The sample size uh, is but, so small right now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know yet, you know. So, um, so I mean, of course there's going to be less plays in the game. And honestly, that's probably going to make the analytics only more aggressive. So how many how many times while we're talking about the book this will be some last serious question I probably ask you but how many times in a game do you feel like you go against the book on average I'd say out of 3 games I'm going to go against the book once twice okay. maybe Yeah I mean And it's just I'm, based I'm, on it's based on feel flow of the game yeah. yeah More often than not it's when we go for it on fourth down um uh Based off of like, I don't feel like our our defense is in a position to go stop them in that moment, or I don't feel good, or Major doesn't feel good about the fourth down call. Like, yeah, hey, this is a run situation. We haven't been running the football effectively enough, and so I'll I'll kind of go against the numbers there. Or it may be a scenario where like we want to utilize our timeouts to be able to get the ball back one more time you know, offensively, but it could cost us on defense, you know, may, occasionally, right. I may go like, you know what, let's, let's not use our timeouts here. Let's let the clock run or whatever, you know? So occasionally that will happen. All right. So we kind of, uh, Neil actually alluded to it right there. And that was one of the questions I want to ask you. So the new clock rule, you for it, you against it indifferent. And uh, do you think it's going to change the way you manage the game as a head coach? I think, um, Here's what I think, and and this was already the case, and it's only going to become more the case, all right? Uh, Let's say it's the fourth quarter, nine minutes, 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, right? You're down by seven points. In your mind, you're like, we got all the time in the world, right? There's nine and a half minutes left in this ballgame, when in reality, the analytics will tell you you may get two more opportunities. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, right? I mean, probably. You get two shots at it. One may not be a full shot, but you'll get two shots at it. Exactly. Right. And so in that, like, understanding, hey, man, like, as this game goes, you're just going to get to the fourth quarter a lot quicker. You know what I mean? Because of this running clock, not a lot quicker, but but enough for it to matter in six, seven plays in a game. Right. Yeah. And so when you're averaging, you know, you're an offense that you're averaging 85, you know, plays a game or something like that. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're now under 80. That's going to affect, right? It's just opportunities to go score. And so um, for for us, right, we've got to be really mindful of like, you know, at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, like clock is ticking, man. And you got to take advantage of every opportunity. And I think teams are not aggressive as they should be in those moments. It's like my man who has been, who was like a, a father to me in the business, but Larry Blakeney, who was the former head coach of Troy, when I asked him, uh, when I started coaching, you know, you go in there, you're, I mean, I was 20 something years old. I said, Coach, as I start this, do you have any advice? He goes, Yeah. He goes, In big games, he goes, Whenever you're coaching in a big game, he says, Call the game extremely aggressive because it's just natural for teams to be tight. So he's always be aggressive in tight moments. That was his thing. All right. Is it easier to be aggressive when you have a veteran team like you do? Because you, you, you know the kids. Yeah. I think so. I think they're more comfortable operating in a number of different situations and all that stuff. I mean, 100% experience is the, the, you know, little comfy blankie that a head coach carries around, you know what I mean? Or a coordinator, right? Just knowing that, that these guys know how to execute at a pretty high level. Um, but, you know, I've told our team this before, um, uh, 
to, to pull out uh, a different language on you. Uh, Fortis Fortuna Aduvate, right, is, uh, means fortune favors the bold, right? So in like big games, big moments, right? Isn't that like a, it's kind of like the, the, you, the, the you lost you lost me with that scared with money that don't Spanish scared money teaching. don't make money. There you go, right? You know that's yeah. the that's the new version, right? That's you know. Did you have but, to read uh, that when you said that, or do you have that memorized? I've got it memorized. There's no no chance. Can you see me in front of a team trying to say that? I mean, I would like to. That would be amusing. But. See right here. This is what we call <laughs> parlez-vous français. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Real important question well, here. French for you, and we got. Les le bon temps rouler, you know, right? That's that's let the good times roll. Yeah, he's got a he's got a sneaky good Hard French balls. accent. Yeah, sneaky good. He that's not the first time I've heard that accent. He's he usually may or may not have used that in certain other situations, but um, yeah, my wedding night for sure. <laughs> all right, what here's let's get some to the real important questions here. So, what are you going to do on the what what do you do on the bus or the plane to occupy your time? What are we rolling with on Friday on the way to New Orleans? Hmm. Um. Movies, we we like we're acting like we're working and watching film because you know you're done watching film. So what are you what are you going to be doing? You know, like when I was a coordinator, I I did. I was boring, right? I would I would watch games um, in its sequence, and I would just make calls and all that stuff. I I as a head coach, I watch games in um, like continuous like real time, kickoff to. Offenses out on the field to punt to defenses now back up to punt return all that stuff, and it helps me get a great feel for the game. But it takes longer. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes on a bus, right? I'll download a couple and I'll just watch two more that I haven't gotten to watch. You know what I mean? And amazingly, you always. I mean, you know, not amazingly. It's just you. you the more film you watch, the more you actually understand about your opponent, right? And so I'll do some of that, and then I'll I'll you know I'll like download a netflix or something like that i'm a big west wing fan i love the west wing um i don't get necessarily into the politics one way or another um but uh but i i absolutely love aaron sorkin and i think that's probably one of the best shows if not the best show ever written house of cards house of cards house of cards for the first four seasons then at the end i don't remember what it, happened. it goes bad at the end but the, you're right at the beginning house of cards is fantastic <clears throat> All right, what's on the what's on the modern day? Because I knew the answer to this a couple of years ago. What's on the modern day pregame playlist on the on the iPhone? What are we listening to coming in? The, coming in the, when we leave the hotel, we got the headphones in. What are we jamming to going to the stadium? Well, I, I'm not a I'm not like a music before the game kind of guy. Um, I, I got to tell this story one time. This was years <laughs> ago. Um, but I watched, I watched a head coach walk around with a headset on the field, like literally dancing and calling, like singing the song. And I mean, hand motions and gestures. And I was like, I am never going to get caught being that guy. You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, who was, was that? Who I'm, was I'm that? Kane? Dying for a name now, Kane. Who was that? No, no <laughs> I won't. I won't. Um, oh my god! But, kill, kill for that name now. Yeah, that's where that's where uh, I'll tell you another time. Yeah. <laughs> We're both going to be texting who. Yeah, who, who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I know. I think um, you've told me this story so before. So I don't like I don't get into that really and I don't really even listen like on the bus or whatever, but if you're asking me my I mean I love uh, I love Coldplay. I'm a big Coldplay fan. In fact, Matt and I are my assistant head coach 
um, who you guys know. He, Matt Shadid. We went to like, yeah, Matt Shadid, assistant head coach, director of athletic performance. Him and I went all out a year ago. We went to a Coldplay concert in Atlanta, like front row tickets, the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it was an absolute blast. I was not into Coldplay until I saw them in person in Houston. And they they blew it away. They were, they were amazing. I, I immediately became a Coldplay fan. Ca- well, caught I, up not, on Coldplay for years. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like a huge concert guy. In fact, I, I really had never been to a major concert before that one a year ago. And like, I'm talking to some other people that are big concert, and they're like, you've ruined this for yourself. Coldplay is about as good of a show as you can see. And it was unbelievable. I mean, Chris Martin does not stop moving up on that stage. And I thought they were phenomenal. All right. Do you know what your uh, – Kane is one of the best in the business at pregame speeches. He really is. That's nice. I mean, I'm, that's, that's, that is not your friend. That is a objective – I've heard a bunch of them. Have you, do you know what you're going to say or have you prepared your pregame speech yet or Friday night speech? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, we're pretty well locked in. Which speech is more important, the one that you give to your team the night before or the one that you give to your team in the locker room? I'm guessing it's the night before because in the locker room there's just adrenaline or am I, am I way wrong? No, I, I think I think if you compare those two, right, it's it's the it's Saturday. I don't even I don't talk to the team Friday night. Okay. Uh, you don't want to get them low key. Yeah, you don't want to get them juice night, Friday night, dues night is literally we do our meetings here. And then we either get on a plane or get on a bus or go downtown to Mobile uh, to the Battle House, um, and and like and everything after that is um, real chill. I mean, dudes' night is there's a movie room, there's a game room, there's the training room, there's the ESPN Friday night game, and it's hangout. But um, Saturday, obviously, you know, right before you're going out, you want to make sure like what are the main things our guys need to hear one more time. In my opinion, the Best, the biggest speech, right, that you need to nail every single week is your is your is your Monday morning uh, talk. So, like for us, some teams it could be Sunday, right after a game, um, but for us, Sunday is an off day. So, like Monday is the day that like we come back and talk to the team. So, in my mind, like one, I'm wrapping up the message from the previous game. And I'm setting the tone and the expectation for what our team needs to do moving forward. So, like, to me, Monday morning, my talk, that's my Super Bowl. I'm, I'm ready to go on that one. Um, and I know you, you brought it up. You were kind of mentioning it. I think the fans – explain to the fans about Dudes Night because I, I want you to talk about, you know, what, what do you do on Friday night and all that stuff as far as your team. What he does on Friday night is – you talk about players loving it and coaches loving it and things like that. He's different. To my knowledge, I think he's the only one that does it. I think he's ahead of the curve on it. Explain to the fans everything about Dudes Night. Yeah, so uh, it's just a time for us to kind of like hang out, players and coaches, and just spend time together. So right after dinner, right, it's a, it's a one-hour period, right, where you've got a movie room and we've got like a group of guys. I'm a big movie guy, right? So I, we've got a nucleus of guys that we just like, we love talking all week long about like, what's the movie we're going to pick out. And, you know, they give their input and I give my input. Right. And, and we do that. We've got the ESPN, uh, whatever the Friday night game is, that's in one room. You've got a group of guys that love doing that. And then you've got the game room. So there's like, you know, guys, some guys play cards, other guys play, uh, we got Jenga, we got Guys are rolling dice in the corner. You know what I mean? Having allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I didn't say we were, we were just allegedly. Friendly game of dice. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. 
Yahtzee. But, They're playing uh, Yahtzee in the corner. And then the training room's open, obviously, for guys <clears> to kind of be able to move around, do some stuff in there as well. Um, but it's just like you, you're going, going, going all season long, and it is one of those rare moments that we all kind of take a breath and go like, let's enjoy one another for more than just, you know, you're my coach, I'm a player, did I do my job right at practice or, you know, did I get my ass chewed, you know what I mean, whatever, right? It's it's just those moments are really important in, well, in the middle of the season. Well, I think you said you hit the nail on the head right there at the end, and I've said this on the show before, Neil's heard me say it a thousand times, and you've coached with me. You know, I coached hard, and Kane coaches hard. I think to get the – you can coach hard, but to coach hard, the players have to know you care about them more than just a piece of – of, yeah. of the chessboard. Yeah, you can't just be a you can't be just a player. You can't be just a player. You can coach them hard as long as they know that you love them, you care for them, and you're in their best interest. And the stuff he's doing with that with Dudes Night, I think, is one of the most. I had until he came up with it, I'd never heard of it. And I think it's one of the most ingenious ingenious things to do because when you get to the hotel the night before the game, there's always this dead time. And I say dead time. You're watching a movie. You're kind of checked out. You want to keep them chill a little bit you know, from anxiety, but to be able to use that time window when you don't have that kind of time and to be able to be together, there's no distractions and just there's no cameras. It's, yeah, I think that's really cool. When you get to this point in the week, Kane, are you, uh, are you anxious or are you at peace or is it, does it vary? I mean, how do you, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can change between now and Saturday to win the game or not win the game. Are you kind of calm about that or is it just, can you not sleep? That kind of thing. I am. I have. Thank God. I have never had an issue sleeping. Um, I can concur with that. I never do. Um, but I, uh, I sleep well. I'm not. I'm not a naturally like anxious person. You know, um, I, if if I err on one side, it's you know overconfidence. <laughs> you know, but uh, but uh, but I think you know for us. And for me personally, the more we prepare, the more confident I feel. So as we get closer to game day, I gain more and more confidence. There's always like Sunday and Monday, right? Question marks you have, concerns you have. And can I get these things fixed in that amount of time? You know what I mean? Um, But as we get closer to game day, I, I feel good. And then I think this was, you know, there's something about, man, when we step on the field in game day, I just, there's a, I just feel very locked in in those moments. You know what I mean? Like I'm, uh, I think it made me a good coordinator. You know what I mean? Because I, the moment never overwhelmed, right? I just saw it for what it was and could focus on the task at hand, right? Keep the main thing, the main thing. We tell the players that all the time. And you it's that fun, before? right? It's what you prepare for. You prepare for the game. I mean, that's what nobody would, nobody would go through a year of training and all the practices and all that crap. If you weren't going to get to play games. Right. Right. No, it is. It's it's absolutely fun. It's a blast, you know, unless you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get I'm, we'll get you out of here. I got one serious question to ask you and then we'll be done. Yeah. Give us a little bit uh, insight into Saturday, your keys to the game, what you think is important for your team Saturday going on the road. National TV, by the way, seven o'clock, big stage, ESPN. You'll be on TV is number seven one. Seven or six? Seven o'clock, right? Kickoff uh, is seven, seven o'clock. Yep. Seven o'clock. Okay, good. Yeah. I was hoping when I say that would have been bad if I said seven o'clock, right? And he was like, uh, no, he knows. No, yeah. Um, seven o'clock. Yes. Yeah. What time we kick this thing off? Um, I have had a head coach ask that before. Um, <laughs> all right. Keys to the game. What do you think going into this game? Serious questions. Uh, as you take on the 22 ranked 
Tulane Green Wave. Yeah, I mean, I think I think any head coach would tell you at the beginning of the season, right? Execution and consistency is the hardest thing that, and the biggest challenge, and the thing you're looking for most in your team, right? Just not shooting yourself in the foot, making letting the other team make more mistakes. You know what I mean? And you execute into consistency. But I think in this game in particular, where you have two really experienced teams um, and a lot of veterans that are coming back, and two really great quarterbacks to me, playmakers are going to show out. So guys that know how to make plays, um, it's not going to be enough just to do your job. It's it's going to be the guys that anticipate, recognize, and go make plays uh, in all three phases that I think will ultimately end up winning the game. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready to go. You, can get, you, can, get, you can get down to Man, New Orleans. Hey, Kane, look, I have, if, if you – suit me up and I and I crank out an inferno red dragon I would be a hundred percent for one somebody. play for one play one I play. would knock somebody's ass out and I would get targeting and then they would go send me I go back to the <laughs> go back to the bench and start drinking beer uh, I, I totally agree you remember uh in the movie like little giants where they put the little thing the, the medicine in their mouth and they were like growling and all that kind of stuff uh like foaming at the mouth and all that that's what your mustache would do to your opponent you know what I mean it would it's such an intimidating mustache and whatever that is below you i would i would need no mouthpiece just line up and start barking yeah, he'd say i you line up and you start you know what i mean like just whisking it you he'd know say i've seen you. whisking it that's I've what it's seen called you somewhere you were on a show that i watched recently <laughs> on my phone <laughs> to catch a predator <laughs> yeah Hey, didn't you start that show with uh, Chris, Han- Chris Hansen on NBC? <laughs> so they, when'd you get out? <laughs> uh, oh, dude, you're too much. Hey, all kid aside, love you to death. You know that. Uh, wish you nothing but luck, the best. Uh, you know we'll be watching at the house. You got you got TV one Saturday night. I'm excited. National TV, big stage. Um, I'm excited. You know I'm I'm I'm. Oh, well, real quick, I do have to say this, and I got to get you out of here. All right, so I'm having a problem. All right, so now no, Tyler, you're having I'm having many problems. problems. Yeah. All right, so now Kane's at South, getting a lot more media attention. The program's blowing up. And we got people throwing up the J's the wrong way, okay? Can we have a lesson on how to properly throw up a J? Everybody naturally wants to throw up their right hand. Well, the only problem with that is it's, an, it's now an L if you do that. It's left hand, gotcha. okay? Gotcha. It's well, left hand. You, you, there's options, right? But, but, yeah, so with your left, left hand – you got to do it with your left hand, and then, you know, you, you curl it. This is going to be hard to do on the camera, right? Let's you see your curl. It. Well, there's oh. – I don't know. I've got see, I got a broken thumb. I broke my thumb. I can't really, I can't really do that. So, I got I to gotta go so as much the, as I can. the J. But if you go with your right hand, you, can't turn you it have backwards. to turn it opposite. So, you turn it opposite to also show a J. So I've never did like the turn opposite. I'm in pictures. I use my, my right hand. Do you really? Um, and I flip it around because if you're – if you're on one side of a picture, right, you like if you're, you know, pull, hugging somebody, whatever, right, or putting your arm around somebody, they use their left hand, uh, then you got to turn around and, and use your right hand. So look at you. I used to get on a, like, and it was my players too, man. And they'd be like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> look who made a 16 on their ACT. <laughs> I mean, I was like, you got to be, it's got to look like a J. I, it was a whole thing with me because we would sing with the band after, yeah. after game. Yeah. It never failed. I'd have some guy that scored a 14 on the ACT throwing up a freaking L. I'm like, no, it's not, we're not throwing up L's, we're throwing up J's. So, there you go. but man, fire it for you. I got to run. All right, guys. Appreciate you. you, man. All right. See you, boys. 
my man. Yeah, he's got coordinator meetings. He's confident. He always is. Yeah. He always is. He's he's uh very well prepared, very extremely, extremely, extremely prepared, good ball coach. They'll be ready to play. I think the official number is twenty of twenty two starters back. Um off a team that won ten games. Yep. Two losses were a four point loss at home to Troy we were at yep. and a one point loss to UCLA last year. So I'm looking forward to uh to that going forward. They could have easily been twelve and zero. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. They didn't and the thing about you know, didn't get to go to the Sunbelt Championship because Troy did and Troy won it. Troy had a great year. Um, but they I'm 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 excited, man. I'm I'm I think it's gonna be a big year for them. All right, Neil. The time <clears throat> has come. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for Mega Rain Thursday. And this is it counts now, boss. Yeah. Yep. We're on it. Okay. We'll discuss punishments after at the end. Are you okay. gonna do them or do you know do we should, them right we now? should do it now? All right, here we, we should go. Should tell people what we've we've decided. What has come across, what we've decided, we got the most votes for. We're gonna do a two parter here. All right. Right. So if you lose, there's one thing. Yep. If I lose, there's one thing. Correct. So if I lose, I have to go to a haunted bed and breakfast and spend the night and we'll live stream it while I'm in the haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And people just don't understand how terrifying that idea is to Tyler. Um, I need no motivation. Um, I hate ghosts. I hate like, not even hate. I, I'm terrified. I had a problem the other night. I had light come on. I just, I'm, I got issues with it. Okay. I really do. Okay. I mean, I, I everybody has their issues. All right. I'm not scared of anything, but you know, snakes, gators, um, ghosts and sharks. And besides that, I, I'm good. I'm not worried about Jaguars. I'll take on, I'll outrun a Jaguar, but I don't mess with those other ones. All right. I, I pray that you're never put in a position to have to do this Jaguar thing because there's been a lot of people that have sent me the math and I'm telling you 0.05, you make it easy. Yeah, okay. All right. So that's where, that's where I'm going is, uh, is that, and if you lose, go ahead. If I lose, you get to send me to the airport, me not knowing where I'm going. I'll obviously find out because I'll have to board the plane. But you'll send me somewhere and I have to use a plane, a train, and a bus to get back to whatever airport I leave from. Presumably Memphis or... Oh, let's just do it at Oxford. Can you take a train to Oxford? I don't know. I don't think so. Train goes to Memphis. It goes to Clarksdale. We'll do it like you, there's a radius or something if there's a claim. Yeah, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure that part out. But the, you got to use all three. Wherever you leave from... To get back there, you'll have to do those three modes of transportation. And just so everybody knows, the reason we're doing separate is because ghosts don't scare you. I live in a house, but what I think is probably yeah, a you got to haunt. I shouldn't say that haunted. out loud because if I say that out loud, dude, I'm telling you, if you manifest some shit in here, I'm, I'm. This will be the last show we tape in this thing. We'll be, we'll be out in the front yard. All right. Um, and then two is the with the plane, train, uh, bus thing. It's not a good time for quick U time to be gone for that long. Uh, I got things I got to do during that time. Yeah, for my work, for my real job. Yeah. All right. Um, which will be fun. Hey, can I ask you a question? If you lose, can we dress you up in a Where's Waldo outfit to do it, <laughs> like the shirt and everything? What is that? I don't even know what that is. It's like the white and red striped shirt with a toboggan. Yeah, I'll, I'll play along with Where's Waldo on the on the flight. Yeah, we'll do Where's Waldo. That would be hilarious. All right. <clears throat> it is time for Make It Rain Thursday. 
Um, so would you like to start or would would you like me to start? How are we going to do this? We'll go back and forth. Um, you can start. All right. Because you, you know my money line picks. You're not picking it, so we're good. Yeah. All right. So. Actually, you know what? I'll start so that people don't think that I'm copying you. Okay. Because I've, I've been accused of that already. Have you? Yeah. I'll start right here. So we just got through talking to Kane. Um, even before I talked to Kane, I felt this way. But after talking to him, I feel even better about it. Um, I think Tulane's overrated this year. Okay, I I do. I think they were they had a great season last year. Yeah, not taking anything away from them. Uh, I, I'm I know people that have coached there who rave about Willie Fritz. I'm sure he good is, people. I'm sure he's fantastic. Yep. Um, Will Hall. Um. Uh, Jeff Conway. I know people who've been on that staff. They rave about him. But they lost a lot off that team. They they do return Michael Pratt, and he's very good. He's a ball player. But I love South Alabama here. Give me the Jags plus six and a half against Tulane. Okay. On the road. Neil, my first pick. You may have heard. It's seven o'clock tonight. The Florida Gators. I've heard. They got a game. Are playing the Utah Utes. The Utah Jazz. I mean, Utes. Not the Jazz. Wrong Not sport. Utes. <laughs> Florida has dropped to a four-and-a-half-point dog. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cam Rising is playing. Dude, if he – I don't – I hope he does play. You know what I don't – I hope he does play. Y'all have similar mustaches. Yeah, I hope he does play. All right, because everybody's like, oh, okay. Why is everybody assuming this guy like they're going to change their bet? The guy hasn't hasn't practiced. You don't go just show up like, hey, I know you hadn't thrown a ball in eight months. Go out there and go play a football yeah, game. He's eight months removed from an ACL injury. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, go. They're not going to happen. Doesn't matter. I am taking the Florida Gators plus four and a half tonight against the Utah Utes. I'd take the, I'd take them straight up. If my money line wasn't different, I got a lot of underdogs that I like. Uh, but I'm starting off tonight. Florida plus four and a half. On the road, and I have made wagers, I'll, and I'll explain all my real money wagers at the end, but this is one of my real money wagers. I'm taking him Florida, plus four and a half tonight against the Utah Utes. All right. Uh, my second game, team I'm pretty high on. Saw him uh, beat Ole Miss in the bowl game, and they've got a lot back. You read about Texas Tech. A lot of hype. Not even, it's not even just hype. I liked that coach he is last year, coach. Sharp. He's got a lot of guys back. And this year they're playing with confidence from the very get-go. They go to Wyoming. They're giving 14 points. I don't think it's anywhere near enough. I love the Red Raiders minus 14 against the Cowboys of Wyoming. Okay. Neil, my second game will take place Saturday morning. The Tennessee Volunteers yep. are hosting the Virginia Cavaliers. Yep. A Virginia team that was like – Three and seven, whatever it was last year. Yeah. Um, they had some games canceled in three and eight, whatever it was. Tennessee is favored by 27 and a half points, mm-hmm. which means some numb nuts across the country bet this down from 28 to 27 and a half. I have Tennessee beating the dog piss out of Virginia. I don't think this game is even particularly even the remote vicinity. They're favored by 27 and a half. And for the second time, in the year 2023, Neil, guess what? It's not enough. Tennessee rolls big. Tennessee minus 27 and a half at home against Virginia. I agree with you. Um, all right. I'm going uh, a little Big Ten 
Big 12 action here. A team that I don't think we're talking about enough in the preseason. Okay. We talk Big 10 and we talk Michigan. Understandable. Very good. I've heard. We talk Ohio State. They've earned it. We have. I get it. A lot of Wisconsin talk because of Luke Fickle and all that's exciting. Throw the ball. Wisconsin's going to look different. We do the Iowa stuff. Can Iowa score enough points for the? We don't. You do. Well, but a lot of people do. (laughs) I do talk a lot of Iowa. I almost wore my Iowa jersey today. (laughs) The team we don't talk about, and I'm not really sure why, is Penn State. Okay. Penn State gets West Virginia at home on Saturday. They're giving 20 and a half. They could give a lot more. Penn State rolls over the Mountaineers. Penn State minus 20 and a half. Wow, that's strong. Believe they got that much belief in Penn State, huh? And I think West Virginia's going to suck. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm writing that one down. That one won't come back to bite you. <laughs> All right. Following that up on Saturday, Neil, my third pick. You just mentioned this team. Mm-hmm. The fighting Luke Fickles. Yeah. Along with the fighting Phil Longos and Jack McNails. Yeah. Or at Camp Randall. I do like Jack Bicknell a lot. Good dude. He's a stud. Good dude. Still to this day, the funniest podcast guest I've ever had. It's the best. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Are we going to Wisconsin, Iowa, by the way? Have we talked about it? We talked about it during the open date. Yeah, we talked about it off the air, right? Yeah. (laughs) We got it worked out if we want to go. Okay. We we have permission. Um, I didn't know. I mean, that would just be fun. Yeah. Be blast. That's on my list of people. I say, what are the places you want to go to that you've not been to? That's on it. Quick, you client, we can double it up, business trip. Yeah. Be good. I'd get to see the Hawkeyes. 100%. And I've always wanted to go we, to that game, the wear, jump around thing. No, 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 no. You no. can't wear your Hawkeye stuff. No, though. no, no. I know that. You get hurt. I, I, no, no, I know. Yeah. Be safer wearing a Biden-Harris 2024 at Talladega Super Speedway. I'd, I'd wear a Wisconsin something. Okay. I'd be good. They're hosting Wisconsin. My fighting field Longos are hosting the Buffalo fighting Bulls. Because I was not a, not a client, no. right? Okay. Buffalo is underdogs by 28 points, Neil. Okay. Wisconsin's favored by 28. Yeah. For the second time today. It's not even in the vicinity of enough. It's going to be a blowout. It's they are look, if anybody has any just throw a dollar on it. If even if you don't like to watch the game, I can promise you this, it will not be for lack of effort. They are going to try to score 1000 points. They've been lining up in 22 personnel, handing the ball off, running power, and bumping their head against a, a concrete wall for the last 40 years. Phil Longo is going to throw the ball 875,000 times deep, maybe more than that. They are going to try to score 1,000 points. My man Luke Fickle and my man Colin Hitchler are going to do everything they can to shut it out. I think this is going to be a massive blowout. I don't okay. think it'll be particularly close. All right. I'm taking Wisconsin minus 28. I like that pick. All right, um, I'm going to roll with this because I kind of like it. I, I almost thought about this for my money line pick. Boise State goes to Washington. Ooh. Boise State's getting 14. Now, look, Washington's good. I'm going to be nice to you on the first day. I think it's 14 and a half, but I'll check it. Okay. Penix is a good player. Had a great season. There's a lot of talk about Boise if it's not our guy Kane, there's a lot of talk about Boise being the best group of five team out there. Give me in an early season game. Give me Boise plus the line against Washington. So let's let's see what they're at. It was at 14 and a half the last time I saw it. Let me see if it moved. 
It is at 14. All right. Boise plus 14 at Washington. I like that. I think uh, – I do. I think it'll be – I think it'll be – you'll cover that one by – I think it'll be a 10-point, 7-10-point game. Okay. But they could pull that one off, I think. Only tough – it's tough to play there, though. Yeah. It's a tough trip. Tough trip. I better say that because I got hammered because of the way they clipped the thing because everybody thinks that all the TikTokers thought that I was talking about how rowdy Missouri and how rowdy Arkansas was. They didn't understand I was talking about the trip. No. But, no. You know, I've been teased by that all day, every day in my office since I said that. They laugh at me. Well, here's the other thing about Missouri <laughs> is it's it, it's just doesn't feel when you're there. It doesn't feel like some of the SEC stadiums. It's just everything. And then Arkansas is it's better now, but it used to be. It's like, like going and playing in Monroe. Yeah, and Ar- Arkansas, you 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 land good ways away from the stadium. You stay in Rogers. There's the big long. Trip. You get car sick going from the airport to the hotel because they're in those buses trying to go 50 miles an hour around all the around the and thing. Yep, and then you go down, and then a lot of times it's kind of rainy. Most times, and you can just get popped there. Yep. All right, Neil. My fourth pick. I'm going Saturday evening. The North Carolina Tar Heels are oh. two and a half point favorites against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Games in Charlotte. Bank Games of, in Charlotte. Bank of America Stadium. Yep. Yep. And, Neil, guess what? It's too much. I'm taking the South Carolina Gamecocks oh. plus two and a half. Um, my concern here is with – I don't even know. I haven't looked. What is the signal? It's like this. Uh, Carolina uh, my, my brother-in-law is going to be mad at me. I do, I do not know the South Carolina signal. But how can I pick against a team that put us in their hype video? You can't. I can't. They like us. They like us. And we like them. And I like them. Um, I love North Carolina. I'm team, I'm, listen, I'm team South Carolina this year. I'm for them. Um, They're going to be nice to us also? Yeah. Here's the thing with North Carolina. The thing that, that – is, is that a quick you client? North Carolina, yes. South Carolina? No. Okay. So I'm picking against my own quick you guys. But Hey, you guys need quick you. Shane. Let's go. What are Shane, we doing? Let's go. What are we doing? Um, but North Carolina's changing North Carolina's changing offensive uh systems. And then I don't know, did the receiver get deemed eligible or ineligible? Have they made a final decision yet? I don't know. Kid from Kent State. That's a big that's like their best receiver changing, you know, Drake May's unbelievable. I just think South Carolina probably a little deeper. Um I'm taking I like what South Carolina's doing. I like them plus two and a half Saturday night. Okay. Speaking of uh two and a half point lines, I've been I've been all LSU all the time for months now. They play on Sunday night against Florida State. I'll have my work done. Cubs will be done. Got the grill fixed yesterday. Big green egg needed some work. So what happened with my dad? My dad was fixing a green egg when he fell off, fell through the well, deck. I'm going to try not to fall off something. <laughs> but I got to go with my Tigers. I need to pull my football down. Oh. See the football? I do. I see it. That's like you have to with your kid. That's like a – I mean, if you don't go with LSU, your family's going to disown you, right? Yeah, my late grandfather would be upset with me if I didn't pick LSU. Yes, he would probably – You can't see it in the screen, but I've got an so LSU by football. Your, by your depth chart. It's by the depth chart. Got an LSU football that uh, my grandfather gave me when I was probably two years old. Is that the depth chart that Lane gave you yesterday? Uh, Lane and I went over the depth chart a little bit. He came over. Um, we had a coffee. And then we kind of talked about the depth chart. Did y'all do some yoga in the living room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hot yoga. Hot, hot yoga. We turned the heat up in the house. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going LSU. LSU minus two and a half against Florida State. Love it. Actually, I think LSU is going to win handedly. Neil, I'm going to stay in the same game for my next pick. Oh, okay. 
We'll stay in the same game. Okay. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but LSU's favored by two and a half in this game. I was aware. You heard? I just talked about it momentarily ago. The Florida State Seminoles have who I think is the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Jaden Daniels? Not the Florida State Seminoles. Caleb Williams transferred to Florida State? No. Jordan Dude, Travis. you've already bet against Drake May. Jordan Travis. It's 16-1. to Just in case you want to get a future... Jordan Travis. Florida State is getting two and a half points. Yep. I'm taking the Florida State Seminoles plus two and a half against LSU on Sunday night. Well, this is an old-fashioned showdown. So if I, old-fashioned showdown. I mean, so one of us I'm is even, winning and one of us is losing. Now I'm more dialed in. Yeah. No, I think, you know, uh, running back, starting running backs out at LSU, you got Mason Smith's out. And, look, I, I think Jordan Travis and the pieces that he put around him – this is probably a game at the end of the year. I would probably go the other direction. I think at the beginning of the year, I think the, I don't know. I, I really like Florida State until they prove me wrong. I, I like I like Florida State in the points. So I'm going to take them plus two and a half. And if it, if they if they do lose, at least I got two and a half two points to play with. Yeah. It, I, in, in all seriousness, it should be a hell of a game. I'm I'm really that's I'm locked in. It should that's, be a lot that's, of fun. That'd be my favorite game this week. Laura's like she found some recipe. Excuse me for uh, Aperol margaritas. What the like, hell is that? You never had Aperol? No. Really? Margaritas, I put tequila in it. Yeah, well, this is tequila in it also, but you just add Aperol. What the hell is Aperol? Aperol is like a, it's like a liqueur, um, kind of orange bitter. Excellent. Yeah, you got me on that one. And you put a sh- uh, Prosecco float on the top. I mean, sign, I, she was like telling me about it, like, sign me up. Yeah, you got me on that one. All right, Neil. It's money got, line time. It's, you know what time it is? Money line time. <laughs> We need a sponsor for the money line. Too. Money line time. If anybody wants to sponsor this segment, it'd be an easy segment to Great. sponsor. Well, especially one of those like cash, uh, quick cash. Yeah. What do they call them? Yeah. Uh, money line time yeah. with cash saver. Yeah. Need cash now. Yeah. Um, all right. Actually, I, I, I like this one a lot. North Texas. Quickie client. They get a home game to open the season against the Cal Bears. They do. The Cal Bears, one of one half of the pack. <laughs> one fourth. <clears throat> one half. Because it's just them and got oh, that's, four, right. that's right. Yeah. Stanford's still hanging in there. <laughs> one one fourth of the pack for North Texas is beating Cal. It's plus two fifteen is the last I saw. I'm going I'm gonna help you out because I love you so much. Yep. It's plus two twenty five now. Plus two twenty five. So you give get me, you an extra point one five units. Give me North Texas money line plus two twenty five over the Bears of Cal. And so f- make sure we know all the new people that are listening. How we do our competition here is every game against the spread we pick five. That's one unit, okay. And then if your money line wins, you get plus two point two five units. That's how we do our score for the year. So his under we pick one underdog to win outright every week. All right, Neil, on that pick, uh, real quick, you're talking about the Cal-North Texas game. Uh, Eric Morris is now the head coach at – new head coach at uh, North Texas. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I think they're going to be good. Um, I told you when I heard your pick, I love the pick. Um, it was – I've already bet on it. Okay, it's one. It's in my pool. I've already bet on it. Um, yeah, you made me prove that I was going to do it. I wrote yeah, it down. So I, was, I, I thought I was being sneaky there. Um, I wasn't, but I've already bet on it personally. Okay. That is a game I've bet on. I think North Texas rolls at home. Uh, Cal's been practicing out there in Berkeley. They're going to Denton to play outside. Humidity, first game of the year. 
Um, I, I like Eric Morris's offense. I think they they score a ton of points. I'm I'm all in on North Texas on that one. For the people who uh, like to pick games that you and I agree on, which last year we were really really good on games we agreed on. Uh, for the record, uh, I love 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 Tennessee minus twenty seven and a half. Love it. I've got to chalk that one up as an L. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt. All right. And for your boys, money line. Yep. You picked them, and you're with the points. I don't need the points. I'm taking my South Alabama Jags, throw them up, Jays to win outright at Tulane. I've been calling this game for months. South Alabama plus 190 at Tulane. I think they roll. Um, I think this game, I was I was going to see what came. I'll, I'll, I'll have my takes on it. Kane's not going to say. I think this game is going to be really important up front on both sides. I think uh, Tulane has a – very experienced offensive line. That's something that was good for them last year. Uh, Kane's got a lot of experience come back on a very good defense line. Something's got to give there. Okay, their O-line, D-line matchup, probably considered both sides or probably top 25 in the entire FBS on both sides of the ball. Yeah. That matchup is going to be key. Um, but I'm taking I'm taking a big uh, step here. I, I think they have a better team, South Alabama, and I can't sit here and say they're going to be the group of six uh, representative in the playoff if I don't have a, pick them yeah. went to win a game when they're under. Well, that's kind of how I am with LSU. If I'm going to pick LSU, yeah, to like you, well, you got to roll, win, right? Win, win the SEC West. I might as well pick them to win the opener. All right, real quick. Um, we've talked about all of them. There's two games that we did not talk about that I have bet my personal money on. That's our that's our pick for the competition. Okay. Um, one, I put a unit on tonight. Nebraska's playing at Minnesota. Okay. Um, the under. It's uh, Minnesota's minus seven, and the total is 43. Nebraska's going to go slow. All right. I'm taking the under. Yep. The under is at 43. Sure. I took the under. Um, You're expecting an Iowa game. I think it will be. Um, Nebraska is going to huddle. That came out. Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, no. He said he said he was asked style of play, and he said deliberate. Deliberate, and then he they are going to huddle every play. So now, just so people understand when the clock – these new clock rules, right? Well, it's not stopping – and they're going to go more of an NFL style. And that's why the NFL game goes so fast is they snap the ball with one or two seconds on the play clock every snap in the NFL, right? Yeah, with so much pre-snap stuff in that Yes, yeah. and I think that's what he's going to do at Nebraska. So I think it's going to be more clock run. And Minnesota's already a ball control team. So you're going to have two ball control teams going at each other. Um, I think 43 is too many. So I'm taking the Nebraska-Minnesota under 43 tonight. Okay. All right. And then my last game, um, I did not put this in our picks because I know we're going to talk about the game anyway um, on Monday, especially after the fun social media experience we had this week with this game. Uh, the Colorado Buffaloes are going to uh, Fort Worth, and they're going to take on TCU. Mm-hmm. TCU is favored by 20 and a half. Yep. And guess what, Neil? It's not anywhere it's close It's not to enough. Um, I, I think this is – I think TCU gets after them. I think this game is going to be one at the line of scrimmage. I do think uh, Colorado has very good skill players, but so does everybody else. Um, and so I want to see yeah, it. Yeah, TCU's got skill players. Yeah, I want to see it. Um, it's what do you have at the line of scrimmage, man? That's where in at, at the FBS level, especially, and more importantly, in the Power 5 level, that's where that's what separates people who win and people who don't win. Um, and that's the most important thing, without question, the big boys. And so I, I think uh, – I got TCU minus. I've already bet. I bet on it. I got TCU minus twenty and a half on Saturday. Uh, it got mentioned in the thread. I want to give credit where it's due. I think it was. Yeah, it's grind. I tell you, a game that I don't hate. 
I don't hate the Hawaii money line against Stanford. Don't hate it at all. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? We were talking about grind. We were talking about this this morning, uh, me and a buddy of mine. Here's the thing that's interesting to me, and this is probably where I screwed it up last week with Vanderbilt. Here's the thing, and I, I think this is going to be a trend. The more years that we get into the portal with the current rules that we have, teams like Vanderbilt, Stanford, Northwestern, that already struggling, Cal is what I'm kind of depending on. Yeah. Because they can't just go take anybody out of the portal because of their academic requirements to go to school there. And they're going to lose stuff out of the portal. And they're going to lose. They're going to lose good players. So, like, you take a group of five school, right? Like, let's take South Alabama since Kane was on here earlier. They can lose guys to the portal, but you know what they can do? They They can can go add some. They can replenish. Right, right, right. But when you have uh, these big academic schools Mm -hmm. that it's almost impossible anyway to – like your armies, your navies. I know that's an academy, but these these schools well, that have Vanderbilt, restrictions. Well, Vanderbilt, four out of every five guys that they try to bring you in, can't bring them in. They, they they get snagged. It was almost like, uh, and you see it. They've changed a little bit of the rule, but do you remember the old SEC rule when it came to recruiting junior college players? It was very vaguely. So you had to have there was a higher standard to to be the SEC rules, not NCAA. Right. There was a higher standard for an SEC school to recruit a junior college player. For many years. And so that's why you didn't see as many JUCO kids in the SEC. Yeah. It's because nine out of the ten guys don't even qualify to even recruit them. Right. You're eliminating 90% of the people. So the same thing, like if uh, Duke is another one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's amazing what he's doing. But those guys, if you see people go in the portal, they're going from Northwestern to Duke or from Duke to Stanford. You know, there's yeah. just a very small piece. And I think as years go by in this portal thing, um, I think you're going to see a diminishing roster. Speaking of bets, check out Lance'sLock.com. Baseball's in the home stretch. Preseason has started, obviously, in the NFL, and college football's here. So if you need help handicapping games, Lance'sLock.com is the best value. Has consistently won for nine straight documented years. Right now is the best price of the year. It's Lance'sLock.com. That's all I got, dude. All right, we will wrap it up there. It's been a fun week here on the show. Thanks to everybody for being with us in the stream. Thanks to the people listening. Gators is ESPN. ESPN. What is the Big Ten game? Uh, I think Fox, maybe. I think that's Fox, yeah. I'll look while you're talking. Okay. So uh, we'll come back on Monday. We'll uh, get you ready. We'll have a Labor Day edition of the show. We'll uh, recap what's happened. We'll talk a little bit about the Clemson game and uh, spend some time with you guys. ESPN and Fox, 7 o'clock. ESPN and Fox. Oh, real quick before we go. Yep. Big, big night also on another TV. I didn't have them wagered because there is no – there is a line. Uh, Georgia State Panthers, our guys, big friends of the show. They yeah. listen to the show every week. Yeah. Uh, Sean Elliott, head coach, Brian Landis, who was on our show. Yeah. They're going tonight. They'll be on the ESPN app. They're playing Rhode Island tonight. So wish those guys uh, luck. It'll be the first time in a while that they haven't uh, had to play somebody crazy in the first game. So yeah. Yeah. excited about those guys. Good luck to uh, Georgia State. Absolutely. There are buddies. Forgot them. Yep. Uh, all right. So we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there if you're uh, traveling or whatnot. And uh, have fun. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Bye.